Greetings, fans of the esoteric. It is I, Magenta, and him, Bernard, back with another installment of the thing that happened to us a few months ago. Do a story update, Bernard. Ah, right, yes. So, last time, Magenta had found a porcelain udder in which another relative was trapped. We had identified the demon who was responsible for the curse, one Glandiform, and we had ascertained that we had two days to save you, Magenta, from turning into a porcelain utter equivalent. How very exciting! So with no preamble, because this story has taken far too long, let's jump right in! (laughs) I have whiplash from the speed with which you're surging forward, my dear. Are you being sarcastic? No, no, just supporting. Sounded very sarcastic to me. I'm not being sarcastic, I'm rarely sarcastic. I suppose I should know that, really. Anyway, hush, Bernard. I was surging forward and you stopped me. Oh, sorry about that. Yes, quite. Oh, is that the doorbell? Oh, bloody hell. Well, there's no sense ignoring it. All right, I'll be right back. Bernard, you can read your own diary if you like while I'm gone. Oh, uh, right you yes, are, darling. Yes, move ahead with the story. We must get on. We must crack on. Okay, yes, mm. I, I will make that priority number one. Mm. Cracking on. <clears throat> We need to find this glandiform and demand he break the curse, I said, squeezing Magenta's hand in a reassuring fashion. That's not a bad idea, murmured Maybelline, but Magenta only grimaced. I could guess what she was thinking. Though I had said we should find glandiform, it was Magenta who would have to communicate with the demon. I lacked the necessary esoteric vibrations to do such a thing. Once again, I could only stand witness as my good lady wife took up arms against a formidable foe. My stomach clenched and produced a loud and exceedingly lengthy gurgle. I jumped to my feet, raising my voice to cover the sound. I shall fetch paper and pen from my office, and together we shall brainstorm a battle plan, I shouted before exiting the room with haste. Just in time, too, for a series of nervous farts was next on the intestinal agenda. This would never do. I needed to appear strong for Magenta, to show her that I knew she would prevail and that I'd be right there behind her, poised with a moist towelette. But alas, where was her rock now? My traitorous guts were intent on broadcasting my unease, my fear, my feeble conviction. We can hear you, Bernie. Maybe shut the door, Magenta called, and I hastily did as she said then rubbed my stomach counterclockwise until the gurgles and farts subsided. When it was too late, the damage was done. Once again, I had failed her. It's not easy being the spouse of a hero, you know. I wonder if there's a support group I could join. I'm back! Right. What part of the story did you get to, Bernie? Oh, uh, the bit where I said, we should find the demon and make him break the curse, and then got a bit gassy. But that's barely any further than before! And I've been gone for ages. I, I know, but... Uh, Have you really spent five minutes talking about how you farted in front of Maybelline? It, well, it was rather embarrassing. But I wasn't just talking about that. I also touched on my interior life, my emotional landscape. Emotional landscape? Bernard, are you feeling emotion? No. Well, well, uh, well yes, actually. But oh, No, it's nothing, really. It's just... Well, sometimes I... Oh, oh no, no, no. Um, Who was at the door, anyway? What? What? Jean? Jean's at the door. Oh, oh! you mean Jean who might have been involved in a deadly fight with the papal assassins? Yes, that's the one. Are you changing the subject? What did Jean want, Uh, then? She wanted to talk to me, but I said, I'm recording a podcast, Jean, you'll have to wait. But I couldn't just tell her to come back later. She looked exhausted, poor thing. So I said, here, come and have a lie down. And I put her in the cat's bedroom. It's the only clean part in the house. Well, we were barely through the door when she'd collapsed face down on the feline chaise long. Dead? No! Asleep. Oh. 
when you've got a chance, go and give Jean a moist towelette, will you? She needs one of my moist towelettes? I'm afraid so. She's in a bad way. I don't know what the problem is, but she's dressed as a nun. Is Jean a nun? Not the last time I saw her. I rather think she might have done the old club a goon over the head and steal their clothes routine. A nun goon? Oh dear, whatever is she embroiled in? Whatever it is, we shan't get involved. I'm sure Jean can handle it alone. Right, I'll take over reading duties to give the listeners a break from your fart stories. Wait, I, I didn't just talk about I'll my... I'll skip ahead a bit in the action, I think. Yes, yes. Ah, here we go. It was seven that evening when we finished with the fine details of our plan. We asked Maybelline to stay for dinner, but she wanted to try Taco Bell and the nearest one was in Folkestone, so we bid her farewell. Once she was gone, Bernie and I ate dinner in front of the television and once more went over everything we needed to do the following night to overturn the curse. Although I admit I was distracted by the old episode of Sharp playing. God, isn't Sean Bean marvellous? I never understood the appeal when I was younger, but now bloody hell, what is it about that man? Uh, Maybe you should go back a bit, dear. You sort of skipped over the plan. Well, yes, but we'll be here for ages if I read every little bit. Uh, Is that the bit to skip, though? The bit about the plan? Shouldn't the listeners know what the plan is? Well, if you hadn't gone on about your farts for the whole episode, I wouldn't need to skip ahead, would I? No, we don't have time to go back. I'm sure the listeners can figure out the plan from context clues. Uh, All right. Hmm, Maybe I'll go to the next exciting bit. Keep their interest, you know. Um, uh, How about... uh, Yes, here we go. Right, Okay. By the light of the full moon we gathered. I stood at the eastern tip of the triangle, knee-deep in ancient peaty mud. A stick of oak, studded with baby teeth, gripped in my hand. Bernard to my left, naked save for the runes daubed across his torso. Maybelline at the third point, hovering above the slime, green light pouring from her mouth. I'm not entirely sure the listeners will understand from the context clues, my dear. Oh, the bloody doorbell again. Hope it's not a papal assassin, eh? (laughs) Uh, Uh, Maybe this is the place to wrap it up then, my dear. Do you think it might be? The place to wrap it up? A papal assassin. Well, we've got a spy hole. I won't open the door if it is. All right, let's wrap it up. Bye, listeners. Bye. Bye-bye. Say bye, Bernard. Uh, Goodbye, goodbye. Bye, goodbye. You first. You hang up first. (laughs) Just doing a little (laughs) observation with you. Oh, yes, it is like that, isn't it? Mm. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. You start with your own breathing. Match the rhythm of the breeze that carves the canopy, the birds and bugs chirping in set intervals. Feel the subtle pulse rising up from the ground beneath you. To wander is to dance with the forest. But the forest isn't just the partner. She's the music, the style. She's the rhythm. She's the set of ancient steps and movements that have been passed down from one dancer to another. She teaches you to dance the dance she invented to the music she's singing in a tonal system she thought up one night as it pleased her. You breathe and you listen wait for your place, your first step, the call to
The Wanderer is a new fairy folktale podcast from T.H. Ponders, a member of the Fable and Folly Network. Listen to the show by searching for The Wanderer in Apple Podcasts or by visiting www.calloftheWander.com.